In this episode, we check out the oddest laws in America. You better close that car door, Oregon. And on the flip side, do you want to build a snowman? But also, am I the only person in the world not buying their clothes on Amazon? And has anyone looked worse using a trash can than Skip Bayless? Mike, hit the music. Grab your shovels, grab your snow boots, and get to work. It's time for another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. This podcast goes on rain or shine, snow, volcano, tornado, uh, alien invasion. Nothing's stopping us. We're back for another fantastic episode of the Funny Business Podcast. Mike, how are you? How are things? Well, you know our podcast solely relies on a strong internet connection. Yeah. So we've had it many times where the power has gone out, which has resulted in our internet going out. It's happened like twice. That's not many times. (laughs) Matt and I have traveled by candlelight to do a podcast. (laughs) Dearest Michael. (laughs) I, I, I miss you. I am at war. Uh, the civil war, uh, letters that that the, the wife would be exchanging with the soldier husband the we made husband. some we had we had some waffles this morning to keep us warm wouldn't imagine having pancakes do you think they made waffles back in the civil war era um i don't think they knew what waffles were during the civil war era quote of the quote of the the the, the year with the podcast already <laughs> into 2024 did they make waffles in in the civil war area do you think when, they made pancakes back then when were waffles invented well, waffles, this you, have, out. you have to have a machine. Okay, so this was uh, late 14th century. Ancient no. Greece, though. There's no way waffles were invented in the 14th century. It's Maple Valley It's Maple Valley Cooperative, the origin of the waffle. So it was made by the Dutch. But, like, how do you make waffles? There's no way they had waffle makers back in the 1500s. I think we should stop here, just so we don't embarrass ourselves. I wonder what kind of waffles they made in the 1400s. <laughs> totally off tangent. What, what kind of waffles? I'm making waffles. <laughs> I actually, I brought it up because we uh, got a waffle maker for Christmas and used it this morning. It's fire. Did you? How was that? It's good. Just made some chocolate chip. Went oh, okay. simple for the first time. Yeah. Now that you had all that time, because both of us are off today for a national holiday. Sure. First time I ever have off for MLK Day. Everybody so. should have off. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. I think everyone should have off today. But anywho, Matt, you're asking how I am doing great things are great lucky to check something off very early this week and celebrating another podcast with my best friend matt we are getting very close to episode 200 we have uh laid the land as far as what logistics we should be looking forward to in episode 200 we may have may have been talking about some plants yes there has been a high demand of bringing back the girlfriends on the episode but let me tell you this is a man's episode girls first Guy second. So episode 200 will be just guys being dudes. Literally. Guys being dudes. Doing what guys do best. Talking on a microphone. Yes. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm very excited for, I think, what we have planned. It's going to be great. And I have uh, a surprise in my head that I'm going to do. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. So you get ready for that. Okay, sure. Well, speaking of uh, laying the land, laying the law, I thought it would be great to review 
some of these odd laws in America. And Matt, I only sent you the title of the article that I did so read from the Fox News by Courtney Moore. Thank you, Courtney, for gathering all this good stuff. Fan of the pod, I would hope. Uh, These odd laws in America address band tattoos, pink butter, poker playing, and more. Matt, what was your reaction when I sent you that text? I I need to know what pink butter is. Is is that just food coloring? Poker playing? Feel like it's I feel like I have an idea of what that is. Okay. Um, so I'm ready to find out. All right. Well, lucky enough, there is a slew of odd laws um by almost state. Uh not all fifty states in the United States of America are covered in this list. However, we are picking out the oddest laws that this article has curated from us. So Matt, we're gonna drive all the way to Montana. In Montana, you can't drive animals on a railroad track can't drive animals on a, like you can't drive a car with animals on a railroad track or you can't put animals on a train on the railroad track so a livestock code in the montana state legislature prohibits the quote unlawful transporting or driving of livestock upon a railroad track with the intent to injure the corporation of persons owning the railroad um all right i, I you know i can get down with that one i think that could, could lead to some animal cr- cruelty that I think no one wants to see in this world. So the Livestock Code says the unlawful act is punishable with a monetary fine up to $50,000 or imprisonment in a state prison for up to five years or both. Five years or both. Or both would suck. Could you imagine yeah. having to go to prison for five years, come out, you owe $50,000? No, I hope not to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, the offender is also liable for all injury or damage oca- occasioned by reason of such act, including animal injury or death. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with this one because I think we just need to treat our animals better. All right, Matt, we are hopping on over to Nebraska. You cannot marry if you have an STD. That's, that is an interesting one. Yep. So a marriage qualification code in Nebraska state legislature prohibits residents with a sexually transmitted disease from marrying in the Cornhusker state. No person who is afflicted with a venereal disease shall marry in this state. Nebraska's revived statute chapter 42-102 states as a publication time. Legislative Bill 882 attempted to revise the code to remove the marriage disqualification and instead tried to make undisclosed STDs at the time of marriage, a qualifier for annulment but the bill hasn't been passed. My only issue with this is if someone has an STD that they got from someone, but they didn't know. Because there, it is a shitty thing if you have an STD and you engage in intercourse with another person, don't tell them. That's very shitty. Uh, but unfortunately, that does happen. So I wonder if it's a requirement. Do you have to get tested before you get married? I feel like that's kind of just best practice for marriage in general. But, I, you know, I think... There's probably a lot more testing going around in the state of Nebraska. But you never know what happens with the Festival of Joshers. Yeah, I forgot that's there. <laughs> All right, Matt, we're going to slide on over to New Jersey. You have an idea what this odd law in New Jersey is? Does it have to do with pork roll or Taylor ham? It unfortunately does not. Um, but speaking of rolling, we're talking about cars. And it's very familiar to us because you can't sell a car on Sunday in the state of New Jersey. Uh, that's, that's a law in many states. It is one of a number of states that restrict a ban of car sales on Sunday. Pennsylvania is one of them. Uh, Violation punishments escalate with each subsequent offense and and include monetary fines between $100 and $750, up to six months of imprisonment and suspension or revocation of a car dealership license. So people Mm -hmm. out there who are trying to go car shopping, if you want a window shop, go Sunday because they can't bother you. Yeah, that's one of the best laws we have in 
this date. Uh, yeah, if you want to go shopping without being haggled or by a car salesman, you go on a Sunday. It's great. That's why my family's always done our car shopping is on a Sunday, and then you pick out a car you think you like. Then you go Monday through Saturday. Then you talk to salesman. You get a car. It's great. Yep. All right, we are going to move over to New, Me- New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. It is reportedly illegal to dance in a sombrero in New Mexico, according to a report published by Tucker, Yoder, and Associates, a law firm in Farmington, New Mexico. There's nothing illegal about wearing a sombrero, but start dancing in it and you're breaking the law. It might not seem like dancing a sombrero would cause any reason to be banned, but the state lawmakers certainly disagree. So obviously wearing a sombrero to make fun of someone is not cool. Be careful not dancing in sombreros if you're in the state of New Mexico. Or if you, uh, what's the Spongebob sea rhinoceros? Mystery. Oh, there's something with the sea, the sea bear sombrero. The sea bear. Yeah, I can't remember. There's something where you wear the sombrero upside down in Spongebob. What the heck is that? The only known thing that can prevent a sea bear attack is an anti-sea bear circle. Only a circle, not an oval. It has to be a circle. The ways to attract a sea bear, playing the clarinet badly, waving one's flashlight back and forth really fast, eating or holding cube cheese, sliced, sliced cheese is safe. Everybody knows. Stomping around, wearing a hoop skirt, wearing clown shoes, and wearing a sombrero in a goofy fashion such as upside down or tilted. And then, of course, screeching like a chimpanzee, running from a sea bear, limping from a sea bear crawling away from a sea bear simple dislike for the victim which worse if they committed offenses above and drawing an oval instead of a circle in the dirt yeah i think uh safe assumption is if you're not properly going to wear a sombrero for correct reasons maybe just don't wear one wasn't it, check off all the boxes wasn't it um what what an episode that was Beyond. that's that's a top 20 episode wow all right we're gonna have to do check the check, <laughs> no funny business power rankings with spongebob episodes that's- genius idea sounds like a great idea all right driving all the way to north carolina matt your kitchen grease you can't steal kitchen grease in north carolina pardon you can't steal kitchen grease in north carolina the north carolina general assembly website has a criminal law outlined in chapter 14 of the north carolina general statutes this states it's unlawful to steal kitchen grease it's illegal to quote take and carry away or aid in taking or carrying away waste kitchen grease and the containers that hold the grease when there are labels that state unauthorized removal is prohibited without written consent of the owner of the container. So here's my thing. Feel free to comment if I'm wrong on this. Now, I understand that it is legal in the state of North Carolina. However, if most things are illegal, I would assume if they happen, if I'm a victim of it, I'm going to call the police, correct? If so, let's just say I stole your car. Yes. Like you would call the police. Yes. If I yes. am a victim of a crime, it is something that I would want to call the police for. Correct. If someone in the state of North Carolina stole my kitchen grease, I am not even remotely thinking of calling the police. Like, if someone stole my kitchen grease, that's, like, going to save me, like, 10 minutes of work. And disposing that's, of it. Yeah, that's that's great. I hope everyone steals my kitchen grease. I'm not sure if it is more of a, quote, waste management or, you know, the idea of, like, everyone has their... Or you could sell. What if? What if kitchen grease was like extremely high priced in like North Carolina? Like you sell it. That's our con mission, Matt. We go to North Carolina and we steal grease and we sell it. We, we actually need to make sure we're going to make a profit off this. Screw the oversized pillowcases. Kitchen grease no, is hold here on. to stay. Hold on, that's a genius <laughs> idea. We're going to be doing this podcast in like sixteen years, and we're going to 
talk about that pillowcase idiot because someone's gonna do it and i'm gonna laugh in your face could you imagine somebody does it and then it's like a news article and like with my old age i completely forgot forget about it so referencing an idea that matt had almost four years ago in total i think it was episode like two yeah a million dollar a million dollar idea of creating oversized pillowcases and then selling them because then you have to buy more stuff and yada yada it creates this demand for more things and that's when you become a millionaire billionaire billionaire i could imagine me like the years down the road i see an article of like man steals the spotlight in oversized pillowcases and i'm covering and all of a sudden you just get this big light bulb above my matt's head and being like do you not remember this idea that i had you idiot <laughs> yep i hope i hope that happens and i hope someone references this podcast and this is how they got the idea for it this- <laughs> And we get commissioned for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. This is where you watch your poker playing in North Dakota. The North Dakota Legislative Branch Administrative Code of Games of Chance says licensed organizations can conduct a maximum of two for-profit poker events in a fiscal year, and each poker event is limited to a 72-hour period. Organizations are allowed to run multiple poker tournaments at, quote, a, each of its licensed states during this period. For a tournament, an organization shall charge each player an entry fee. For each tournament conducted, the total fees cannot exceed $300 per player, which includes the buy-in or entry fee, plus rebuys, add-ons, and bounties. The total fees collected are considered gross proceeds. That's a confusing law. There's too many words. I feel like they just got to make these laws simpler. Maybe they just deter people from doing a poker fundraiser in North Dakota. Well, one statement I have, then a question. Uh, well, at my old job, I had the thought of a fundraiser. I was going to do a casino night. Oh. In the state, you can't use actual money. Oh. Yeah, so you can like give people like fake tokens or poker chips, and then they can use that around, and then you can like whoever has the most chips at the end of the night wins like a raffle prize. So that wasn't as fun. You know how to play poker? No. Yeah, I don't either. If it seems fun, to... it also seems really complicated. I know how to play blackjack. I love blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I went to the casino, wiped. I got wiped. Meaning like money lost or money uh, it was quick, and I was out. It was quick. Yeah, it's bad. All right, Matt, we're going to move only in Ohio. We're going to create the perfect crime because arrests cannot be made on Sundays or on July 4th. Oh. Section of the Ohio Revised Code specifies that days that, quote, arrests cannot be made, which is available for viewing on the State Legislative Service Commission website. No person shall be arrested during a sitting of the Senate or House of Representatives within the House, which where such session is being held or in any court of justice during the sitting of such court, or on Sunday, or on the 4th of July. Will they just delay the arresting? <laughs> you imagine the cops. Is the, is the crime just forgiven? You're soon to be under arrest. <laughs> I'll be back at 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Moving on to Oregon. When Oregon. I say this, I almost said, what? And then it made sense. You can't leave your car door open. Explain. Yeah. So chapter 811 of the Oregon legislature rules of the road of drivers describes a legal penalty that can be applied to people who open a vehicle door improperly or leave a vehicle door open for extended period. Opening a vehicle door when it's unsafe to do so and or interfering with traffic flow, pedestrian crossings and passing bicyclists can result in a class D traffic violation. The same applies to people who leave vehicle doors open on the side of busy sidewalks or shoulders for, quote, a period of time longer than necessary to load or unload passengers. 
I love this. I love this so much. There is no or no worse person. It, it's up there and like the biggest asshole moves. Like, am I the asshole for leaving my car door open on a busy road? Yes, you are. You are <laughs> the worst. It's it's rude. It's unsafe, dangerous, all the above. It is one of the worst things you can do with your car, even when you're not driving. it. Yeah. Do you ever see the the New York City biker guy that always yells at people? When they're driving or sorry, when they're in the bike lane or when their their car is in the bike lane or their what, like all these things in between. This guy may should he probably should go to Oregon if he wants to have a nice bike ride. Can I tell you a fear I had like yesterday? Was it yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I was. It's it's similar. I um, acquired I was, a fear. <laughs> I was at my parents house yesterday unloading some things because my mom's storing something for us. And I left my corridor open. Yeah, I was going inside the house. Uh-huh. I had to go back down to grab more stuff. Mm. It was so windy. I got up to my parents' door. And I was like, what if my car door gets ripped off by the wind? Oh my gosh, Matt. But like, that could happen. That's not <laughs> out of the realm no. of possibility. Yes. Was, you know how windy it was yesterday? It wasn't a tornado. You don't know that. It could have okay. happened. All right. Check back with me later when that happens. I will. And I'm going <laughs> to laugh in your face. when my When my car door gets ripped off, I'm going to laugh in your face. Pennsylvania's next. Oh boy. You can't fire guns or set off explosives at weddings. A reckless endangerment code that was established to protect people during wedding festivities and similar gatherings was referenced in a proposed crimes code for Pennsylvania document. Submitted to the Keystone State General Assembly in 1967, it states that reckless acts like firing guns and explosives are against the law. The document can be viewed on the Pennsylvania General Assembly's website. Obviously, but we both know this state very well. Does this probably not happen every weekend? <laughs> you, so it says under 623 of the, the penal code of 1939, it is a crime to serenade a wedding with guns or explosives. Definitely happens every weekend. I really hope I'm being lawful and said the penal code. It's not the penal code. So I'm hoping I'm I believe I'm it is penal. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think you are correct. <laughs> Funny because science is going to fact check that. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> yeah, I know. I also left. The comments are going to fact check that for me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think if now, obviously, everyone wants different things at their wedding. Of course. Would you want like fireworks at your wedding? Be kind of nice at like the end of the night. I guess. Hot topic. I think there's no like, oh, my gosh, I, this has no judgment to anybody who has hosted a wedding. You've earned it. You deserve it. This is your night. But I always think the ending is just so weird because you have people that leave early. You have people that wait until the last minute to leave. And then it's either do you have like a tunnel that leads them out to the bride and groom leading out to this car or bus or whatever. And they can't even drive because in most cases they've had a couple two tree drinks. Or do you do sparklers or do you, you know, they have their own private last dance or like mm. there's this so, like fireworks. Like, could you imagine like, all right, everybody, good night. Like after the fireworks are all settled like i think it'd be cool yeah i think the weddings are kind of weird and it's i'll say everyone does what they want to do it's also hard and obviously i haven't experienced this we're not i'm not talking personal experience at a wedding you want to try to as the bride and groom like say thank you to everybody for coming but some most of the times there's a lot of people at a wedding it's hard to do that which is i feel like that's the end of the night if you don't want the big like hurrah like the wedding's over easy to like stand at the exit and be like thank you for coming thank you for coming thank you for coming everyone does their own thing or give a speech like after the best man and maid of honor speech come together with a speech after Hmm. 
smart. Have, one you, of, have you thought about that before? No. Well, I, I have, but one of hmm. one of uh, one of the weddings that we went to, like they had like just a quick speech, like thank you to everybody for coming, thank you to the parents, thank you to the people who prepared the food, that stuff. So, so it's in your head. Oh yeah. Um, oh, okay. Speaking of something that's in your head, Matt. Yes. South Carolina. This is where things get a little sexy. Well, actually, no. It's illegal to be sexy in this state. Kind oh, of. Excuse me. Yeah. Males over 16 can't seduce someone under the promise of marriage. What does that mean? So Title 16 on crimes and offenses in the South Carolina Code of Laws characterizes seduction under the promise of marriage to be an, to be an offense against morality and decency. And male residents of a certain age aren't allowed to do it. So the states, a male over the age of 16 years who by means of deception and promise of marriage seduces an unmarried woman into the state is guilty of a misdemeanor and upon conviction must be fined at the discretion of the court or imprisoned not more than a year, the law states. The law also says there must not be a conviction on the uncorroborated testimony of the women upon whom the seduction is charged. A man won't be convicted if at trial it can be proven that, quote, the woman was at the time of alleged offense lewd and unchaste. So this is why the South is weird. Because <laughs> if you're 16, 17, you're not supposed to be seducing anyone. That is most of the time, I think every time illegal. The only thing you should be seducing is your high school lunch. Yes, and your math homework. Your math homework. Yeah. Your algebra homework. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna y equals mx plus b. I don't even know. That's not even. I'm, a, that. I'm gonna it's finish y- this equation. <laughs> oh my god! I'll have some input if you have some output. Yeah. All right, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> move on. <laughs> uh, also, South Dakota, uh, you can't use fireworks to protect sunflower crops from birds. So Pennsylvania can't have weddings with explosives. South Dakota, you can't use fireworks to protect sunflower crops from birds. Yeah, that sounds like a fire. It does. It is and probably will be, which is why they made it a law. All right, I'm going to run through these. Tennessee, you cannot import or possess a skunk in most cases. I like that. Texas, you can't, quote, solicit professional employment. So that means soliciting professional employment is an unlawful case. A person commits an offense if, with intent to obtain an economic benefit, the person knowingly institutes a suit or claim that the person has not been authorized to pursue, solicits employment, either in person or by telephone. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. I think maybe the, I don't want to say the proper terminology or like uh, poach, like poach for employment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All All right. I'm okay with that. Utah apparently has a weird beer limit. Uh, It sets a beer purchase limit for the public. Person may not sell, offer for sale, or furnish beer to the general public in a container that exceeds two liters, and a person may not purchase or possess beer in a container that exceeds two liters. Lame. Yeah. Vermont, uh, be aware that imitation butter once had to be pink. This is your pink butter. Ah. The law applied that was required that margarine and all other forms of imitation butter and cheese had to be dyed pink. So I don't hate that. Like, it's easy to to point out, except... If it's like red food coloring, people lose mm-hmm. that and they can't eat it. Yeah. Um, for those who are like, well, my butter's not pink. Well, no, my margarine's not pink. Uh, the Supreme Court struck down all pink dye mandates uh, in 1898. Virginia, you can't hunt near a place of worship on Sunday. Kind of makes sense. Wisconsin, 
The cheese state. You must have cheeses of a, quote, fairly pleasing flavor. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't want to eat weird smelling tasting cheeses. I have this one that's a bacon cheese that I'm ready to have soon. I love bacon cheese. So so good. Uh, And then finally, Wyoming. You must have works of art for display on newly constructed public buildings. Okay. And that, my friend, is how we are the good goody two shoes of people who follow the law and going to these states and knowing not to break these laws in general. Fact. Never been arrested. Amen. Yep. We wanted to share something that has become essential to those days after a long, exhausting night. Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. It's amazing how huge a difference it makes. Liquid IV helps us feel more energized and refreshed throughout the day. With one stick, you get five essential vitamins and a two times faster hydration formula than plain water. We both love the flavors. Yuzu pineapple and passion fruit are our top picks. They make staying hydrated a truly enjoyable experience. What's even better is that Liquid IV is committed to giving back to communities in need worldwide by providing clean and abundant water. They've already donated over 39 servings in 50 plus countries around the world. And we have a special treat if you want to try Liquid IV. Head over to liquidiv.com and use the code FUNNYBUSINESS at checkout to get a 20% discount on your entire purchase. So shop better hydration today with promo code FUNNYBUSINESS. All one word, F-U-N-N-Y-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S at liquidiv.com at checkout. Remember to stay hydrated and healthy and give Liquid IV a try. It's worth it. Uh, you know what's not illegal? What? Slide it into the second half of this show, which uh, we're about to do. Yep, got him. Uh, we're going to do some check the ratings. Uh, for check the ratings this week, we are obviously living in winter, and it's uh, it's a little snowy this yeah. uh, past weekend. Uh, we'll we'll get into some other places that have had snow later on in the show. Okay. But we are going to do check the ratings on things to do during the snowstorm. Woo! Flipping who? Uh, I don't have a huge list. We'll just uh, talk about them. First thing, shovel. <laughs> Shoveling snow. Uh, I'm going to have to go with properly rated, simply because when you do it, it's preventing you from having more issues if you shovel snow at the time in which you think you should typically happens when like ice is built up or uh any of those natural things it's a freaking workout if you want to get a workout in one of those days like snow shoveling is one of them sometimes that's when you need to be careful on how to shovel snow because you don't want to hurt your back i did that once it was a few years ago we were shoveling my great uncle's house and uh it completely threw my back out it was bad because there was like a lot of snow on the bottom probably like eight inches and then like yep. ice on top it was terrible uh, I'm going to say properly rated to, I think it depends on when you shovel. So mm-hmm. shoveling early, like during a snowstorm, like the pre-shovel, that's underrated because it helps you at the end. Right. Uh, but shoveling, if you if you know you're getting like 10 inches, you don't do anything until it's over, that's overrated because you're kind of an idiot. Also underrated, now I've never done this, but I know people have done this, if you offer your shoveling services because then you make some money. That's pretty smart. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it's a good opportunity for those youngin' people to make a quick 20 bucks. Yeah, I I was a part of a local Facebook group, just like in the area we live. I have now left the Facebook group as that was just a a headache. Uh, But right before I left, someone posted like, 
my husband's out shuffling. Let me know if you need him. Thanks, Linda. Did you? <laughs> I was like, did you pursue that? <laughs> no, definitely did not. Um, all right. Next on the list, we have sledding. I'm going to go with underrated. Okay. It is a pastime for many. Um, you could go sledding in many instances. If you go to a college campus or you graduated from a college campus, many stories from the past coming up that they used to steal the cafeteria trays to go sledding down a hill. Working at two colleges, I've heard that twice now, so <laughs> it's very common. Uh, but, you know, there's different types of sledding. You got your saucers, you got your, your typical sleds, your traditional sleds. Uh, I think overall you could have a really nice first moment with like a kid and like going like having a snow activity, like don't want to spoil other activities, but like building a snowman and then like going sledding, like definitely two top two things to like do with a child, like when they have their first snow experience. But um, I'm going to go underrated. I'll say properly rated. Um, I think it depends on, like you said, what you go sledding with. You have like a saucer or like something that's good. But if you have something that's going to like break halfway down the hill, that's going to suck. That's mm-hmm. just not fun. And then to go along with uh, sledding, we have snow tubing. Ooh. And I'm going to say underrated for this. Snow tubing is very fun. Uh, one time, LaPunce of my family went up to a place in the Poconos, that a place that like specialized in snow tubing. Yeah. And that was fun because now the walk up the hill was a hike. That was tough. However, you kind of, if you go to a place that like pay for it, you have to like race against each other. That's very fun. Because like, everybody's in the same tube. You all start at the same time. Snow tubing is very, very fun. I've done that in a long time. I've only done that once. And I think it was, I was in seventh grade when that happened. Oh, what was, yeah, you always said walking back up the hill was a pain. I think they had like, I guess the best way to explain it is they had like a gondola. So like all you had to do was like hold on to the rope and it would drag you back up. You just sit in your tube and it would slide you back up. But yeah, I mean, the adrenaline is real, man. Like those things go fast. Mm-hmm. Tubing goes definitely very, very fast. You see it all the time and like people like hitting ramps or like just soaring or like taking out somebody's legs underneath and going for it. But to me, I, I'm going to say underrated, too. I think that's the only thing I will say with a caveat is like the exhaustion of it, even though you're just sliding. Yeah, I think it's probably my favorite activity in the snow. Ooh. Well, we'll get to a few more. Uh, snowball fight. I'm going to go properly rated. Actually, no, I changed my mind. I'm going overrated. Okay, me too. I would love a snowball fight if it was organized. <laughs> like, yeah. kind of like organized dodgeball. Like, you get hit with a snowball, you get tagged out. You know, like you go to the sideline or you go back, like, think about, like, capture the flag. Usually in chances when it's just a snowball fight, you're just trying to piss somebody off, so you just throw snow at them. I think snowball fights are fun. I'm also going to say overrated. I think they're fun. However, I'm going to admit I am one of the worst snowball makers in the world. I I cannot make a good snowball. It's a problem I have. I've always had it. I haven't tried a little while because I just haven't really gone out in the snow recently. Yeah, I just can't make a good snowball. I don't know. It, it always just like crumbles. Uh, and it's just like I can always just like it just breaks easy. I don't know. Got to get that deep snow, man. Yeah, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, it's it's always been always been bad. And I don't think I've ever been in like a big snowball fight. That's the thing. Like it never occurs, especially there are times where you see videos of like college campuses having a snowball fight, but it's just literally like people on two sides and they're just throwing a snowball, which like also gets scary, too, because when you have a snowball fight, you're taking the snow. But at the same time, some people maybe get into like hard snow or like snow that has ice in it. 
Like you take one to the face, like that thing's gonna hurt. Now someone did throw a snowball in our our townhouse in college. Yeah. <laughs> and also, don't forget the goat of snowballs is Buddy the Elf. That's I was gonna bring that up when when you started mentioning it. So, uh, next up, not something you do outside, but drinking hot cocoa. I see your face. I know. Watch your mouth. I had a very bad experience the first time oh. I had hot cocoa. Did you you burn your mouth? It did. It tasted awful. I think that's like. I never, I don't, I, I don't even think I shared this with Jenna, but I remember having hot cocoa for the first time and I think preschool and it was awful. I mean, here's me with a handful of marshmallows that weren't in the hot cocoa because that's all I was able to eat. But like, I think it just, it wasn't mixed well and it just, it just tasted so bad. So that's like in respect, I will say properly rated, but I will not partake in the activity everybody's like oh anybody want hot chocolate i'm like hell no i don't want it wait hold on you is that the only time you ever had hot cocoa i've like sipped here and there but like i just no uh no so, so you've held a grudge against hot cocoa since preschool maybe that's that's wild Shut hot cocoa is fantastic hot cocoa is fantastic uh-huh it, it's great it just warms you up when you're not doing dry january you put some little little peppermint whiskey in there warms you up even more mm-hmm I mean, it's it's unmatched. Uh huh. So hold on, was it that the cocoa was too hot? You burned your mouth. You couldn't enjoy it, or it just didn't taste good. It didn't taste good. Who made the cocoa? The te- the teachers did. Oh wait, you're you're judging school hot cocoa? Yes. Oh, Mike. Man, this this was literally twenty four. No, twenty uh, twenty four years ago. <laughs> Correct. Try some better hot cocoa. Make some homemade I have hot yet cocoa. To. You know what? I bet Jenna makes a great hot cocoa. I think I made hot cocoa for her on one of the days of work because she had hot cocoa packets. So I'm not also too hand up. This may be beyond my my personal grudge since preschool. I don't like hot things like you hot love tea buffalo chicken. That's spice mat. That's not like hot the, the tongue. Hot liquids. Okay. All right. Buffalo sauce is a liquid. <laughs> well, buffalo sauce is a liquid. That is that. That's a great point. Thank you for giving me for more fuel on my fire. Yeah, but you can have buffalo sauce like room temperature, and it's still good. Whereas like hot in temperature, like lit to lip, like or to tongue, like I always burn my tongue somehow. I could go on, but I'm not going to. Yeah, thank you. Um, underrated hot cocoa. Uh, uh-huh. next up, building a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? Overrated. I hate building a snowman. Wow. Fun fact, I don't think I ever said this. One time we did build a snowman when I was younger. Uh, we used seashells from the beach as like the eyes. It stunk so bad. <laughs> we call them Stinky the Snowman. Stinky the Snowman. Will I, will, will I, uh, may I ask? Will I am? What may I ask? Is like snow forts or anything in that list? Uh, no. I think I, not that I want to steal your segment, but I think I might bring in like just building snow stuff, like building a snow fortress or a snowman. Like, I think that's what brings childhood memories, like being able to like dig out and have like your own like little like snow fort or even like just building your snowman and like running into it or like drop kicking it at the end. So I'm going to say underrated. Uh, Next up, this is something you can do whenever. But specifically during a snowstorm, taking a nap. Oh. Underrated. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say underrated too. Love a good nap. Because like if you're stuck at home and it's snowing, you don't have to do anything. Nice little blanket on the couch. Nice and warm. Yeah, put on a movie. 
Yeah, or that, or make Netflix some, series. Make some hot cocoa. Uh-uh. Let you get cozy. <laughs> have some cheese and crackers. Yeah, nothing better than after. So, yeah. I have two more. Watching the weather. <laughs> that could be looking out your window or watching Jim Cantori on the Weather Channel. Watching the news. I don't watch the news. Oops. I'm going to say underrated. So we had this conversation at the party that I got those cool glasses from. And we were like, oh, like, what? How do you check the weather? You know, Jenna said she watches the weather while well, she checks the weather app, the weather channel app. Her sister, I think it was the weather app. And then both her husband, Mark, and then myself, we both are firmly believers of the weather app on Apple simply because mm-hmm. it was bought. Apple has bought Dark Sky and all those good things. And then Chenna's dad and grandfather said, well, I watched the news channel. <laughs> it was like father like son. And then her cousin came in. And she goes, yeah, I just like listen to people talk like, oh, you're getting bread. Yeah, it's supposed to snow. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, now I know it snows because somebody was just getting bread because they didn't have enough bread. That person's living a great life, though. Like they don't they have no idea what's going on. It's just like, oh, there's snow coming. Oh, OK, I guess I'll just get my. Bread, milk, and eggs. And I, and I think watching, I think I went too far in like watching the channel or like watching the radar. But in terms of like watching the snowfall, like I think checking back once or twice, like just seeing the progress of like how much the snow is built up has been cool too. That is cool. No, I love like putting on local news, just like watching the radar as it's going. It's like, all right, we got this much. What is this is when it's going to stop. And it's like, oh, these people have no idea what they're talking about. Watching the ticker tape to see if your school's closed. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Again, we should get that for a day off from work. Just saying. I know. All right. Last one. Uh, making snow angels. I'm going to say overrated. Yeah, I agree. I agree I think, 100%. I think they're too fragile for the fun of snow because people can step on them. The snow can whisk them away. I think if sometimes when you're wearing snow gear, that tends to get really wet. And that's what results in like just really wet snow clothes and like having to hang them to dry. But I think, yeah, overrated. I think it's just, I don't know. It's cliche, in my opinion. It's also like, what's the fun of playing in the snow is like not having to like, like you can go outside and obviously you're going to be cold. But like if you go sledding or snow tubing, you're not going to get like soaking wet. If you just jump in the snow to make snow angel, you're wet, you're really Mm -hmm. cold. It's just not enjoyable. Agreed. Not at all. So uh, if you're having a fun time in a snowstorm, let us know. Uh, Moving on, we will finish the show with some buy or sell. Mike, you can go first. Okay. Uh, I'm buying Prime Try Before You Buy. I don't know what that is. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, which I was thanked today when I had a call for customer service, uh, there is this opportunity we can do Try Before You Buy. Um, so I need new khakis and there was a option where you could do try before you buy. So you can get them sent to you, try them on or trial them for seven days. And if you don't like them, you could either exchange them, send them back or buy them. And I tried a pair of khakis. They didn't fit me that well. So I went with the next size up literally within the next day when I said, oh, I didn't want it. It came like the next day uh, and was able to try it was good. Um, and then also. Uh, had to return those pairs of khakis, which very unpop, not unpopular, but very unorthodox with how I move into my cell. Just a quick sell. Trying to do errands on a national holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Because let me tell you, 
Many places are closed. I mean, I didn't have work today at the time of this recording being on a national holiday. Uh, and I was trying to return these and trying to return them at a place um, that has a little like pharmaceutical or like medical supplies. It's red and trying to return it. And they're like, well, I need the, the printed label. I'm like, you can't scan the QR code that the app has given me. And uh, so I like sat in the parking lot and called customer service. And I got, thank you for being a Prime member. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I feel very powerful being a Prime member. <laughs> uh, which was also stupid because they made me run through the photo center. They made me print the label as a photo. And I paid 46 cents for that freaking label. That's annoying. Yeah, the most expensive return I've ever had to make, 46 cents, because I had to print a photo of the label on a print, photo print. I don't think I've ever bought clothes on Amazon. What was funny was I, I actually bought an Amazon Basics khakis. It's like, you know, those like Amazon Basics that come up, like you search for something. I did khakis. They aren't that bad. No? Yeah. You, you, the one thing I will say is like, I got the size that I have with many other pants that I have, and it was tight on me so i just went with the next size up so but it depends okay move back to my buy i'm buying gaming offline matt and i had a fun little sesh this past weekend mm -hmm. just gaming like two dudes um we didn't live stream which usually we do it was just a good opportunity to just kind of sit back relax enjoy kind of just gaming but also like not having a filter as far as like if there's anything we want to talk about in personal life or talk about anything that really we don't want the whole world to know um so that was complain. that was kind of nice just gaming with the dudes yeah we can complain about people we don't like did you also we played for like two and a half hours uh we started at two we yeah. ended at 4 30 yeah at 4 45 yeah that was long yeah it did not did not feel like that at all yeah yeah it was great it was a great time and Goodbye. i almost said i said to you as as i got on i said i was almost gonna stream but like we haven't gamed offline like that in a long long time it was a lot of yep. fun no it's a good time we got we got we got dubs dubs in the other game rocket league dub and fortnite yep. all that good stuff matt uh ruined a, a really nice uh ending to our to our victory royale i'm not it gonna did. get a double snipe but that's it besides did. the point did. that would have been a funny stream moment that was great <laughs> so mike was counting down we're gonna snipe him on three one two bam a snipe him. That's great. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm selling my desk. Uh, I think this, hopefully crossing fingers if everything goes well, this will probably be the last time I've recorded on this desk. Oh, wow. Um, so this, this, this coming weekend at the time of this recording, the tabletop for my desk will be coming in, be setting up, and a new era of my desk uh, will begin. I've had this since I've moved off campus. Uh, my college apartment with Matt. Um, I've had this desk for since 2017. Um, so it has almost been, if I can do math, seven years that I've had this desk. Um, and I know some people are like, I've had my desk for 20 years. And it's like, okay, that's nice of you. But sometimes a change is necessary. And uh, man, I don't think you'll hear me go anymore in my games no. uh no probably not just simply because i want to want to be nice to the desk all right it has feelings um but no it's been really cool to see the process come about in terms of getting my desktop with jenna's dad's help and obviously the the miracle of getting these drawers uh from facebook marketplace has been has been wonderful getting a new desk when you're at stage of our lives is like Get a new pair of shoes when you're like 14. It just is you get a good feeling like it's yeah, something fresh, something new. Um, I need to favorite. Go over and see the new desk. 
favorite pair of shoe that you got when you were a kid? Um, that is tough. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Trying to think back on shoes that I've had. Could be sports too. Oh, then it's definitely the uh, Squidward SpongeBob basketball sneakers. That oh, I you forgot you got those. Yeah. yeah, those are sick. I think I've worn them like twice. My favorite were uh, eighth grade. Uh, they were the LeBron James Soldier edition. It was eighth grade in the nice bright blue because we were we were blue and white. Uh, for our colors, um, so I remember having those, and they they matched so nice with my uh, my outfit. So my my uniform, I should say. Yeah, you know, this is a close second. Do you remember the Reebok, the zigzag on the bottom of the sh- sneakers? I'm trying to remember, uh, I think so. I think that's what they were called, Reebok zig zigzags. Hold me... on, like the squiggles. Yeah, the zigtech. Is that okay? What yeah, called? the zigtech. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a white and blue pair, Ooh. and it was like right when they came out, so like everybody loved them. Ooh. That was that was sick. There you go. Yeah, so the shoe was white, and then the bottom part was blue. Yeah, there that was that was nice. But yeah, that's my buy or sell. Uh, I have two buy. I'm going to buy sports media beef. Oh, um, Mike, have you seen what our guy Stephen A. Smith has gotten into? I just saw his video. Of the Dallas Cowboys and him just saying, I want to do something special. But <laughs> it's just the beef. And it cracks me up so much. Even though I I have no little interest in the NFL, it is just so funny when you have a personality like Stephen A. Smith hopping in. So that's funny because that's actually not the story I'm talking about. Oh shit. Never mind. Yeah. So it, it is a story. Stephen A. Smith versus the Cowboys is uh a battle that will go on till the end of time. It yep. is hysterical. Uh, no, Stephen A. Smith got into it with uh, another sports media, I'm not going to say star, Jason Whitlock. Okay. Uh, so they've kind of had like a history going back and forth. Um, I don't, is they, we used to work together at ESPN. Uh, Whitlock now works for Fox Sports, I believe. They've never really gotten along too well. Um, and then Whitlock was doing an interview, I believe. I got to find the right point in this article. Uh, so Whitlock talked about how he thinks Stephen A. Smith basically like lied that he played college basketball and basically went at Stephen A. Smith for a lot of stuff. <laughs> so then Stephen A. Smith now has his own show, uh-huh. and he released a promo for that show saying he was coming after that, quote, fat bastard, and let, uh, talking about Whitlock. Yeah. So one of the worst things I think you can do is come at Stephen A. Smith. It, Stephen A. Smith was going to go so deep. He went to his executives at ESPN and said, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but I need to say it. Like he he pre-went to confession before it happened. The, I'm reading a Sports Illustrated article. They said that the TV executives begged Stephen A. Smith not to go at Whitlock. Mm-hmm. And he did, because you can't tell Stephen A. Smith what to do. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith is bigger than ESPN. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Continuing on with a quote, it says TV executives not to go at Whitlock, but was told by his pastor that quote, every now and then we got to do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's great. He also went to his pastor. I was like, I'm sorry, but I got to say this. That's <laughs> that is Stephen A. Smith to a T. Amazing. Uh, and to talk about Stephen A. Smith's other half, I am going to buy Smart trash cans. Smart trash cans. Smart trash cans. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, I'm sending you a tweet. Oh, gosh. Incredible moment. So also speaking about the Cowboys, Cowboys lost to the Packers in hilarious fashion. Uh, Skip Bayless oh. does a tradition that he does every year uh, when the 
Cowboys lose in the playoffs and throws out his Cowboys jerseys. Uh, what he did this year, though, was something unmatched. He's trying to throw out his his Cowboy jerseys in the smart trash can, and the smart trash can just gets the better of him every time. It's great. He can't open the lid. He throws it out. Then right as he's about to throw out the next piece of, of uh, paraphernalia, it just closes on him. He lost the battle. Not only did Skip Bayless' Cowboys lose, he lost the battle to his trash can. And you know what? If that's not the worst thing to happen to Skip Bayless in a long time, I don't know what it is. And of course, Twitter went off and was going at it with Skip versus the garbage can lid was more compelling than anything the Cowboys did. You know, the garbage can didn't even want them jerseys, kept kept closing like, hell no, don't put that shit in here. As a uh, tweet that says, Skip throwing away a Cowboys jersey after an embarrassing loss, it's just LeBron James making buckets. That's a good Somebody one. said, just take the lid off. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, I think he needs to throw the trash can out. If my trash can embarrasses me like that, not using it. Can't do it. Clearly, the producers didn't uh, consult with him beforehand, and he just did it anyway. Oh, he definitely had his wife record that. Record it? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to sell sporting events in the snow, Woo-hoo! or mainly in the cold. Uh, we had a playoff game this past weekend in Kansas City. Uh, the wind chills were negative 30. People were, people's waters were freezing. Beers were exploding. I have no interest in going to a game that cold. Never heard of a beer slushy? Uh, no, I've never heard of slushy i've heard well uh, i mean there's like alcoholic slushies but that's not like that, beer that's what some of the, the the brands were commenting on twitter it's like have you ever not heard of a beer slushy i heard that the kansas city stadium was pumping heat into the turf mm-hmm. yep. to not let it freeze yep so they i did learn this myself they have three heating tanks under the field under the yep. turf and they have piping all across the field to keep it warm it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you have a nutcase like Tyreek Hill in a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. I mean, there's that people was... in the stands that are shirtless, which is Ugh. idiots. Um, wow. And then we have the city of Buffalo, which why anyone would want to live in the city of Buffalo uh, beats me. I, great people. Maybe some of the nicest people in the world. Psychos for living there. Uh, as a recording, the Steelers-Bills game has not happened yet as it got moved from Sunday to Monday. Uh, they were getting three to five inches of snow an hour. Uh, they were the tw- they tweeted out they were hiring people off the streets twenty dollars an hour to help shovel snow in the stadium during the storm so they can play the game. Uh, Monday it would be. Um, and I had a thought. I was looking at tickets on Saturday just to see what it was because I, I wasn't going to the game. I let me right. preface this. I was just curious what they were at. Mm-hmm. When the game was still set for Sunday, tickets were forty dollars. Yep. I said to April, if we each got a ticket to this game, it'd be like $100 with fees and taxes. And then we drive there now. We work for $20 an hour to shovel snow. We're going to make money going to the game. That's genius. But yet again, I don't, as much as I love the Steelers, 0% chance I would travel to Buffalo to go see a playoff game in that snow. Yeah, overrated going to watch a football game when it's snowing. A hundred percent. Way better on TV. Yeah, or any. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snow football is great when you're sitting on your couch. If you're there, maybe one of the worst things ever. Yeah. Hopefully your uh, spirits aren't broken by this game. Um, Yeah, so we're recording... Uh, about an hour and a half before kickoff. Uh, no TJ Watt, the jersey I'm wearing. I don't have a lot of hope. However, it is the playoffs. And as I put on my Instagram story, I'm ready to get hurt again. 
will have you know that I watched the Baltimore game versus the Steelers and I saw them win. And I don't think I've watched the Steelers game in, I think, a year. So I've also already had this thought in my head. So if the Steelers win, they will play Baltimore this weekend. Obviously, Baltimore is the number one seed. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson has never beaten the Steelers in his career. Oh, yeah. Well, fun fact. Mind games, baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, if that happens, it's, it's going to be probably not going to end up well for me. But I'm just going to keep telling me that's that in my head all week. And it's I'll be pumped. Oh, boy. Well, best of luck to the, the Pittsburgh Stellars or the Steelers uh, in their hopes for a playoff run. Been a while. So we're we're hoping for the best. First time since Big Ben's retirement. Uh yes, that is that is correct. Yep. Look at me with the the, the sports you. stats. Wow, it's impressive. The footy stats. <laughs> That's impressive. Also, shout so, out to the Lions. Uh, first playoff victory in 32 years. Heck yeah! You saw enough movement there. I did, yeah, a lot of movement. He was at the game. <laughs> oh man! Thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't already. Make sure you check us out on social media. Matt, I figured I thought you were going to give it away last Thursday during the stream, but I did not hear it. Uh, give what away? Give what away? We're giving everything away. No, no kidding. Give away time. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. Uh, for those who may have noticed, we changed majority of all of our social media handles mm, for yeah, now to say Funny Business Pod. So you may be wondering, Funny Business EN, Funny Business Entertainment. Nope. It's just funny business pod. Um, that's something Matt shared with me in the very beginning. You were like, you were so annoyed that we couldn't have a consistent handles across all platforms. Let me tell you, it's finally done. It happened. So if you want more information, you want more action, you want more good stuff, you head over to beacons.ai slash funny business pod to get all of those goodies for you. So Mr. Matthew. Ish. What is your advice for the good people of the funny business world? Uh, stick with the snow theme. If you have to, if you don't have to drive in the snow, don't drive in the snow. Yeah. If you don't have to travel in the snow, it's dangerous. Don't do it. And if you do, please drive slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, way too many stories locally. I don't know if it's been near you of people just crashing in the snow. Yeah. Uh, it's not safe. No matter if even if you think, oh, it's a little dusty and it's gonna be fine. Just don't if you don't have to. And for those who are in like Florida or California, uh. And I did not say Texas because Texas got snow today. Yep. So uh, if you're enjoying the sun, good for you. I hope you have the day that you deserve. <laughs> I hope you have a nice Christmas. I hope you have a, I hope you have a nice Christmas. Well, that concludes this episode. And until the next time, see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone.